Hello, my friends. It's me, your girl, Melinda Rackley, the inspiration engineer, and you are listening to the Rise and Grow podcast. Oh, my goodness. Today, I have an extremely special episode. Now, I know y'all probably are like, she says that about every episode, but nah, y'all. This one hit a little different, okay? As a parent, I often struggle with knowing what to do, how to create healthy boundaries, what to say, what not to say, how to deal with the blurry boundaries and I have two amazing guests that are going to help us through the parental boundaries. (laughs) The struggle is so real y'all. So I'm going to be joined today with Mr. Derek Wiggum Gibson who is an educator, elder, and coach. And Coach Michelle Kennedy, she's back, y'all, and she is dropping the nuggets, the jewels. And I dare not forget about my special guest who always brings the heat with the questions, Mr. Sterling. I can't have a podcast without Mr. Sterling, y'all, because he asks questions that gets your wheels turning and brings a new perspective to the situation. So I'm excited to share this with all the parents and everyone who's thinking about being a parent. You're already a parent or if you're a parent like me and wonders if you are failing every day (laughs) this is gonna help us and thank you again for listening to the rise and grow podcast enjoy all right so for this uh special podcast episode i have lit a special candle y'all this is my harmony and balance parenting candle i often light this candle when i am having moments of parental struggles (laughs) Um, and I am most anxious to hear and to learn from today's session because I'm a parent but I'm a a fairly new parent I've only been in this game for eight years and it feels like I've only been in it for five minutes at moments so I'm going to open with a quote um, from the boundaries book and if you have the workbook it's on page 136 and it says God the good parent wants to help us his children grow up as we mature in the Lord we learn how to take responsibility for our lives likewise as a parent we are to teach our children about responsibility Second, only to helping our children learn how to form strong attachments, how to bond, is giving them a sense of responsibility, an understanding of what they are responsible for and not responsible for, and the ability to say no and to accept no. I enjoyed that opening quote because I find as a new mom, I am learning how to empower my daughter to receive a no and to give a no. Um, And that's, I think, one of the first and most healthy boundaries we can set with our children is that two-letter word, (laughs) N-O. So with that being said, that's literally all the feedback that I can offer on this topic (laughs) because I'm new. (laughs) I feel like she's a newborn sometimes. So I'm going to turn it over to our two special guests. Um, And the first guest, I tell you, he's known me since I was a kid, I think, since I was my daughter's age, right? Yes. Oh my God, that's so crazy. So Derek is a elder. He is an educator. He is a spiritual coach. He's a phenomenal friend, a father of two dynamic children. Um, 
a, a grandfather, which I don't think he likes being called grandfather. <laughs> um, but I tell you, the way that he carries himself and is able to navigate parenting is masterful you know I'm able to kind of see it from a distance on social media and sometimes in person and it's just masterful the way that he cares for his granddaughter and his children so thank you for being here today Derek I appreciate you know you for coming on and I'm just I'm looking forward to hearing your perspective and you know for me I didn't grow up, and and you know a little bit about our upbringing. I didn't grow up in a single parent home, so being a single mom is kind of like a different world for me. I'm having to do something that I didn't see, you know. So it's it's going to be interesting to hear that male perspective um, of parenting today. So thank you again, and thank we you. also have Coach Michelle, y'all. She is here to help. I know she's going to get me together today. She gonna get me together, y'all, because I I I I I made a little a vow in the last session that I hadn't been keeping. So I'm gonna go ahead and admit that now. <laughs> but I'm gonna do better. I'm gonna do better. And she is, you know, the the chief curator and founder for Embrace. You, um, which is a coaching company, and I'm telling you, she's a dynamic speaker, dynamic um, imparter, and just a dynamic coach that will help, you know, create and maintain boundaries. She's also a mother, hardworking woman, mother, wife, and uh, I'm I'm looking forward to hearing from both of you. So I'm going to turn over the floor. I'm going to mute myself and zip my lips. I want to start by saying thank you for uh, inviting me into your sacred space. It's always an honor when someone brings me to their platform. Um, Like you, I grew up in a two-parent home, but it was such an interesting um, dynamics because I was child 15 between my parents. And when my dad my mom, she had seven kids and he had custody of his seven kids. So we were the real live Brady Bunch. <laughs> but by the time I came along, uh, my mom was 39, my dad was 51. And I always said they was tired of parenting. <laughs> they had, they gave it up. They was, they was like, just go somewhere and sit down, you know. <laughs> and so... Uh, <laughs> But I was always such an interesting kid. Like I, I shared on the platform of Saturday. Like I believe I live at Extraville. Like that's the world I reside in because everything about my life is extra. I grew up in an extra situation. Like how do you have 14 siblings but be an only child? So, you know, that's like <laughs> an oxymoron in itself. Um, so I'm honored. Thank you. Thank you so much. Likewise, um, it's it's a joy to be here. And uh, you talked about my my granddaughter, and and she she calls me daddy. I'm daddy. Um, and you know, I often tell people I think God has a sense of humor, mm-hmm. and because you know, this parenting thing, um, I tell people it's the toughest job I've ever had, because every other job comes with a manual, and that mm-hmm. manual is set regardless to the age or the ethnicity of the person that comes in, they can adhere to that manual. But when it comes to raising our children, 
you yourself know, um, and and you can have, uh, and I'm sure um, Life Coach Michelle can attest to this, you can have 10 kids grow up in the same house and all of them have different understandings of what mom said and what dad says and, and how these rules are interpreted. You know, and I think, again, when, when we think about boundaries, that's why it's so important to have them. But I tell people, my first kids, every now and then I call um, my two oldest and I tell them because they're 34 and 35, I tell them, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm learning it now. I understand it a little better now. And, and what they say to me with, with Mackenzie, if you will, is like, daddy, she gets away with murder. But I understand a little more now. I understand, you know, and one of the, the first things you said, um, which made me think, Melinda, even when we start creating our boundaries, you said to understand, no, it's okay to say no, and then accept no. And I think at times that part of accepting no becomes a challenge because we as parents don't want to set boundaries where they have to hear no. And I've heard I've heard parents say, um, and I, I have been guilty of it at times that say, I want to raise my children differently from the way I was raised. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> but but I I I would like to say altogether the way we were raised wasn't bad because we're still here. Yeah, you know, I, I do. I do a little thing where I ask how many of you got some form of punishment when you were growing up? Ask people to raise their hand. How many of you got put um, discipline? You know, raise your hand. So guess what? The discipline and the punishment doesn't kill us. That's a part of the boundaries that we have. But I think sometimes as parents, we want so hard not to allow our kids to hear no, because we heard no so much. And all week, um, I kept thinking about what could I say about boundaries as a parent? And there were three things. Yes, we need to say yes. It's okay to say no, but whatever it is, yes or no, the boundaries have to be consistent. Oh, you hit me in my heart right there. Oh, I'm so they, guilty. <laughs> they have to be consistent because I think what that says to our children is mom wants me to do this. A dad wants me to do this, but not all the time. If it's a boundary, it needs to be consistency. So they take the seriousness of the parameters that have been set. Mm, that's so true. So cause I like that consistency equals seriousness. Like if it's not consistent and they don't take it, you know what? Oh, that's, I, I'm going to crawl under my table right you know, now. And, and, and I find it even, even, and, and it's okay. You know, it could be yes, it could be no, but as long as they're consistent. And when I, I thought about that, I equated it to bedtime. And I thought it so interesting when you started tonight, you were talking about bedtime for your little one. That's a boundary that has to be set. Um, if if we're not consistent with that boundary, then there are consequences. Mm -hmm. There are going to be consequences. Even when we, um, when I was reading the, the book for this week, um, instilling versus repairing boundaries. If we don't instill consistency with our boundaries, we'll spend a lot of time repairing boundaries. 
That's so true. Listen, I needed all y'all last night for a group session because <laughs> I had to repair a boundary with my daughter because it was like, listen, girl, if you don't, if you don't go to bed, you are going to be outside on the lawn with the ducks. Okay. Listen, get, <laughs> I would say, get your pillow and your blanket and go outside. You know, like it was, but it was because I'm just now getting to a place where I'm implementing this bedtime boundary. No matter what, no matter what we're doing, no matter where we are, you wind down. If we at grandma house, you got a room over there, go lay down in the bed, you know? And it's, it's, I find myself now having to repair boundaries that should have been instilled but I didn't because it was like, oh, you know, I don't want to be too strict. I don't want to. But y'all, listen, I just hit myself on the hand. I'm going to do better, y'all. I'm going to do better. <laughs> <laughs> I guess my question would be, once you get to a certain point, like my daughter's eight now, how do you repair a boundary that seems like it should have been natural like it should have just been it, it should oh, wow. you should know this by now like how do you repair something that you feel like should have just been a natural instinct and I guess you know I guess I'm realizing now that kids only know what we teach I think um just just with anything reviewing the boundaries you know mm-hmm. sometimes we drop the ball and it's okay to say um hey I dropped the ball on this yeah. I know I said this would be your expectation. And, you know, it's funny. I'm, I'm guilty of it. Um, over the summer, I'm a little more liberal with the bedtime. And so as we ramp up for school, I then review, okay, daddy's, daddy's been a little um, laid back, but now we have to review this because this boundary is still in place and it's going to benefit you. Mm, that's so true. That, that conversation, like, all right, let's revisit. I like that. I like that. Mr. Sterling, I see your hand. You can go ahead and unmute. I would love to hear from you. <laughs> yes, well, <clears throat> I really appreciate your experience of life and expertise in, in this field. Um, I guess what I would like to bring is further questions. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I understand the, uh, the wisdom of boundary uh, and how we would like it to be consistent, but then life Life also has its own plans for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, the lesson of, of suppleness, you know, of flexibility and, and the dance between rigidity and, and suppleness, right? And I'm wondering, how do you conjugate boundaries in that realm of knowing the wisdom when this boundary is now ready to be supple as opposed to remain rigid. Mm-hmm. So that's my question for, for all of you. Um, oh, that's a good question. I like that. I like that. And you know, that makes so much sense because sometimes it's like, especially during the weekend I'm working, like today, for instance, my daughter is now being picked up at 2.42 as opposed to 5.30 because she didn't want to go to after school. So now it's like I'm having to be very flexible with my Mm -hmm. schedule, but I need her to be flexible, but I still need her to keep her boundaries. Mm -hmm. So, Mr. Sterling, I think you just read my whole life with that one question. (laughs) Thank you for asking that, Derek. Our uh, life coach, Michelle, I'm ready to hear from you about this one because I I, I tell you, I need need advice myself. (laughs) Okay, so... um, The thing is, it has to all be stated. 
So if this is going to be altering what the previously stated boundary is, it needs to be amended and it needs to be presented as an amendment. Normally, your bedtime is nine o'clock. This is how we're going to operate Monday through Friday. Uh, on Saturday or Friday night, because there is no school in the morning, unless otherwise stated, you can stay up until 10 o'clock. I think the problem comes in when they're not clear. So when they're not clear and we alter it, it appears that what was originally stated has changed. And then you're like, go to bed. And then like, but I stayed up late the other night. Because we never say it. Okay, so here is what we're going to have to do. On this date, this is what we're going to do. It's, it's going back to in relationships, um, establishing the uh, terms and conditions. Mm. Like no, they I have feel, to be safe. I feel like I've been parenting all wrong for this whole <laughs> eight years. This high eight years. I got to go back to the, to the drawing board. <laughs> I tell people quickly, I failed as a parent. I don't care what nobody said. They'd be like, you said it. I'm like, no, I'm embracing the fact that I jacked it up. Like I did it all wrong. Like now, Derek, I'm like you. I got a grandson. Um, my daughter was a victim of sexual assault that ended in a baby at 14. So I have a grandson who I've had to raise while raising his mama. A challenge in dynamics. Mm. But when I say my kids be like, you did not do us like that. Uh-uh, uh-uh. You let him, you let him do a lot of stuff we don't. I said, for one, I was crazy when I was parenting y'all. I was in a crazy <laughs> situation. I didn't know what I was doing. I was young. I mean, I had good examples for parents. I mean, granted, no one's perfect. Um, but I feel I had a good example. But I feel that like for my mom, my mom, she taught me to be a grandmother. So I feel I'm able to be an amazing grandmother to my grandchildren because I watched her. But when it comes to being a parent, like I, I, I jacked that all up. So <laughs> it was me. <laughs> it was me because like one of the things that we were discussing, um, me and Melinda was instilling and repairing. Mm-hmm. Like every day you are alive, it is an opportunity for you to change the narrative. Mm-hmm. So in those areas that you feel that you've had opportunities in, just change it. Mm-hmm. The one uh, very ungrammatically thing that I say all the time is you can't unhappen it. So mm-hmm. as of everything, <laughs> everything you've done as a parent before today, you can't. <laughs> that's so true you can't unhappen it i like that i like that i like that all right so mr sterling i see your hand yes thank you so much this is a very interesting conversation um i'd like to 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 ask another question um you know when we're talking about boundaries um and children like certain children um need more, uh, or maybe this is my thinking that's a whole wrong, but certain children need less boundaries than others. Uh, and you know, the personality types and all that. And as I remember as a child, I was quite strict in myself, 
So my parents were like, oh, I'm so happy. You are self-disciplined and you're doing all. But I had a brother who was the life of the party and you had to really uh, restrain him. Uh, and I, I'm wondering, um, what is the best way to set boundaries when you have different personalities that you're dealing with within a family situation so as not to create divide in your children? Oh, wow, Mr. Sterling. That's so, uh, I think you, you must have looked at my older kids growing up because one of my, one of my kids was the the law-abiding citizen and my other kid was the life of the party and M melinda you know <laughs> she's laughing she knows and so and and it mr sterling that is such a challenge because what you don't want your boundaries to start looking like is favoritism or you like this one more than you like the other one, or this one gets away with more than the other. I know for, as far as my wife and I, the boundaries we set were boundaries across the board for both. Um, but I think also having those conversations, I think that's, that's an important thing that I think we as parents now do that our parents didn't do to us. Our parents said, you're going to bed at eight o'clock because I said you're going to bed at eight o'clock. But now as parents, we understand you're going to bed at eight because if you don't go to bed at a set time, you're grumpy the next day, you're hard to get up. So our parents talk to us a little more. So I know um, one one boundary in my with my kids was um, no technology. And it wasn't that I didn't trust both of them or both of them couldn't handle the technology. One of my children could not handle technology. So to make it fair across the board, um, to make it equitable, that's it. I think the boundaries have to be equitable. They may not seem fair, but it's equitable. Neither one of you can have this technology, if you will, because I don't want this boundary to come across as favoritism of one more than the other. So that's, that, that was the approach for our family, Mr. Sterling, just making sure the boundaries were equitable. And then, um, you know, the flip of that, although I had my law abiding citizen, I know how that one could be when they went off with friends. So the boundaries that I had set for that one's friends applied to my other child as well. Always, it, it was just always equitable. I like that. That's good. That's good. Now, I, I have another question. I'm going to kind of spin off of Mr. Sterling and, and what you just said about technology. What do you do as a parent when there's kind of a boundary dance that you're doing, for instance? So sometimes if I'm working, um, like now I'm doing a, a podcast recording and my daughter, normally we would be wrapping up the night, doing things together or whatever. But tonight it's like, okay, well, you can be on your computer a little bit longer tonight, but not tomorrow night. And then it, it becomes this back and forth of, like you were saying earlier, well, you let me do it. And then I'm like, listen, why am I explaining myself to you? Just do what I said, you know? But it's like, you can't do, it's, 
what how do you do this dance and create a balance and a harmony with this so for me like um it's the stating of it because think about it when when they go to work boundaries are set but then there are times that those boundaries have amendments mm-hmm. so Stating on Monday, because I am doing the podcast, you are able to stay on your computer a little longer. But on Tuesday, that's not the situation. You know, and I and I try to explain it. But I think for me, it's like, and maybe this is the new age, this generation. Technology has become such a crutch I will admit because it's like if I'm at the nail salon and she's sitting there and she's bored I'm like well you could play a game this time but you can't play a game on my phone all the time you know and then it becomes a it's a blurred boundary that and it's not it's it's not clear no matter how much I state it's kind of like y'all I think I'm solving my own problem here it's it's me I'm the issue I'm the problem I'm the problem the thing (laughs) is it's like there can be adjustments yeah like, and there needs to be adjustments. But the thing is, they do the song and dance because they know that they are eventually going to wear you out. That's true. That's true. But when you make those adjustments firm and they mm-hmm. understand this is a firm, like they will make the change. Like they're built to, to do that. One of the things I used to say as an employer is, Children without boundaries become adults without boundaries. Mm. That's so true. Oh, I, oh, I saw Mr. Sterling hand. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Sterling, you want to go ahead and speak, Derek? Write it down. Don't forget. Don't forget. <laughs> Look, that's what I've been doing. I got a whole page of stuff wrote down. <laughs> um. I just wanted to bring the idea of boundaries and technology. What I find very interesting is, you know, I don't think it's the uh, idea that, the, uh, and that's just my opinion, but I don't think it's the, the child that has the boundary issues with technology. I think it's technology not respecting people's boundaries mm-hmm. and, and pushing things. And it's become not a commodity as much as a strategy to distract ourselves from being present to our relationships and our communities. And I'm thinking of how grateful I am to not have had that and had the the presence of being connected to my mother and father and my imagination, just my having access to my imagination, my, you know, my, my intimacy. Um, But I understand that it's, you know, when my, my nieces and nephews, they can't be present at the table with me. Uh, they're always with this. So, um, and if you take it away from them, it's as if taking away kind of like a, it's a source of addiction, I find. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm, I'm wondering if you agree with that idea. That's, it's as if these corporations are adults, right? With with um, the the interest of making money, and they're dealing with children who have no idea what what they're being you know dealt as a as you know cards. And I'm, I'm wondering what you, what your 
thoughts about that. And, and um, yeah. You know, that is so funny you say that. When I was in social work, I, I um, was over a restorative justice diversion program. And one of the things that we taught was how to be responsible with technology for the parents and for the children. And listen, I think I'm getting all kinds of reprimands here tonight <laughs> because one of the biggest parts was our children will mirror our technology habits. And so as my daughter is like all in her technology, she's just mirroring me because it's like sometimes I'm not present in our interactions. And I talked about this on Saturday. Sometimes I'm not present in our interactions because I'm on my computer trying to finish my work or message somebody back or, you know, trying to be present for everyone else instead of myself. So I think, oh my gosh, I just had a light bulb, bang, went off over my head. Like I have to work on being present as a mom to show her healthy boundaries with technology. Um, because it's like, it's our responsibility as parents to teach our children how to not be addicted to this device. But if I'm addicted to the device, it's just going to get passed down to them. So, oh, that was such a good point, Mr. Sterling. And oh, I my think, gosh. Um, you know, you said it, Michelle said it, and Mr. Sterling said it. Um, when we as adults are setting these boundaries in front of our kids, I think a lot of times our children don't understand that we as adults live by boundaries. And what they need to see is us, if you will, functioning within and under boundaries. Um, so that the boundary of no Mr. Sterling, that is something that just almost makes me cringe when I when my wife and I go out and we see a family of people out and everybody, everybody's doing this. Everybody's, I'm like, what was the purpose of going out? But because the boundaries had not been set in regards to technology, because the tech, the technology is not going to respect our boundaries. I think Melinda said it um, last week. It's just there. It's pretty much in everything we do. We have to say, I'm setting this boundary for technology. And as an adult, you're right, Melinda, when they see us doing it, they'll do it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm learning that the more with McKenzie, when they see us operating and respecting boundaries and things of that nature, they tend to do it. Even something as simple as putting on my seatbelt. When my little one sees me click my seatbelt, I have set a boundary that says they require seatbelt. That's a boundary that I have to adhere to. Oh, daddy's doing it. I'm doing it. And she taught me this in, in the simplest of lessons. And you talked about our social media posts. One day I decided I needed to relax and color. Grab my coloring book. I grabbed my crayons. I started coloring. Five, five minutes later, what happened? Mackenzie's now grabbed her coloring book and she's coloring. Because we say it, but I think we forget it. Children don't often do what we say. They do what we do. Mm. So it they see us operating within boundaries, um, respecting boundaries, then they'll operate in boundaries. Michelle, I wanted to jump out my seat when you said children with no boundaries 
become adults with no boundaries. And that is why it is so important to start the boundaries as children. And Mr. Sterling said it at some point, they are not as rigid because as we, and I think the book said it, as we mature and grow up, the strictness, if you will, of that boundary becomes more flexible because you've shown and you've matured that I can handle this boundary. Oh, I love that. Now I'm going to throw a little question out there. What about us single parents who have to kind of balance, okay, I got to be strict this day, but I got to be nurturing, but I got to lay the law down, but I also got to rub your back and tell you it's going to be okay and wipe your nose, you know, and it becomes an exhausting adventure because you're being two people to this human being that you made with another person. And so, you know, how do I navigate being a single parent and being what my child needs, but still being what I need. You know, that's that's a boundary that I don't know how to create. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so it's exhausting because you're doing things you're not graced for. You were not meant to be two people. You were only meant to be one. You cannot provide her those things that were set for the other party to provide. What happens is the Lord will send supplemental parents and figures into our children's lives to help provide what we need because he's a good father. And that is what he has promised that he would do. So you're tired and exhausted simply because you're not graced for it. What the Lord has given us to do, he's given us everything we need to be able to do it. And I want to encourage you that being a single mom does not mean being two people. It means embracing your singleness and giving 100% of what you have for her. So, I was growing yeah. into being a single parent after 19 years. Mm-hmm. And I, when, when I'm telling y'all, I, I said I felt because my daughter was sexually assaulted. So I thought that I was supposed to make up for the trauma that was in her life. So I gave her everything that she wanted. I gave her everything. But what I discovered is the one thing she wanted was me. Mm. And uh, wow. And so, you know, that 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 kind of hit home because, you know, Melinda, you know, um, I was I was a single dad for a while. Mm. And 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 I I hope no one gets upset or offended by this next statement I make, but it's true. And I'm so glad you said it, Coach Michelle. When I hear mothers say to their children, I'm your mother and your father, that is not true. Mm -hmm. 
That is, I, 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 I preached it one Sunday at church and the people got mad with me. Here's why. There are things that only a mother can teach their children. There are only things that a father can teach their children. When it came time for those things, those, those, oh man, still talking about boundaries here. When it came time to teach my daughter those things about being a lady and a woman, I couldn't cross those boundaries. I didn't have them. I, I didn't know what it was like to be a woman. So you're right. I would have exhausted myself trying to be her mother and her father. So what I had to give her were the boundaries that a dad would give his daughter or for my son, boundaries that a dad would give his son. And as Michelle said, then there are those supplementals, if you will. I heard Mr. Sterling talking about nieces and nephews and and that's where those supplementals come in with boundaries that a woman can now share with a female child that needs those boundaries. Or if it's a mom, the male that can share those male boundaries that that male see needs. My friend, my friend, my friend, this was a dynamic discussion and this is just part one. We do have a part two of this discussion. So if you have been blessed by it, if it has helped you to create or maintain healthy boundaries to know how to talk with your child and be flexible, all the things that we've discussed that can really make or break a child in the right way, please join us as we explore part two of this and share it with a friend. I mean, we are a village. It is our job to help each other raise our children so that they are not adults who don't have boundaries. Again, I thank you for listening in to the Rise and Grow podcast with me, your girl, Melinda Rackley, the inspiration engineer. I will see you here, same time, same place for part two of Boundaries in Parenting. Bye, y'all. The Boundaries Bootcamp is powered by Rackhouse Publishing and The Rise Life Group. If you would like more information on Rackhouse Publishing or The Rise Life Group, please visit our website at www.rackhousepublishing.com. That's www.rackhousepublishing.com.